0: been too long without Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, with us this week... From his brand new location, Calvin. But, uh. How's the weather over there?
1: Uh, not bad. I had to test out the new AC, and it seems to be working fine. I think I have it set. I don't know. It's gotten cold, so that's a good sign.
0: Uh, that's a good sign, you know? As long as that's not the heater.
1: Yeah, it is also the heater, though.
0: Oh, well, there you go.
1: Maybe. It is a two-in-one, all-purpose machine.
0: Yes, so it's probably going to do its job fine.
1: Uh, I hope so. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a real cold winter.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll be starting a fire in here, which I don't know how well my landlord will appreciate.
0: Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week is, what is a hobby you wish you had?
1: Um, there, there's a lot i wish i could do but honestly it's more just uh lack of dedication
0: mm. you want to be skilled. I feel like
1: that's well i mean i'd like to be skilled i guess i guess as part of this question do i automatically become like skilled in this new hobby no okay yeah see uh so really my issue is just for most of my stuff is just Dedication and willingness to like put in the time to maintain it as like a hobby and as to, something to do. But I don't know, maybe. uh, I wish I was. I, I guess going along those veins, I wish I could draw. That'd be fun. Yeah. Being actually a skilled artist.
0: That'd be pretty fun. I.
1: What about you?
0: My first thought was gonna be mo- like a model making or like miniature painting, but I kind of yeah. already do that to a degree, and it's not like it's on my list of things to do sooner rather than later. So I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out, mm-hmm. um, because like I play D anD D, so it's at some point I'm gonna get into miniatures. So <laughs> I think
1: it's the natural progression.
0: Oh yeah, it's the it's the evolution of man. You you start off as a person, and then you play yep. Dungeons and Dragons. Then you collect dice. And once the shiny click-clack rocks don't suffice anymore, you start collecting little bits of plastic people.
2: There you
0: go. It's the next army men. Little green army men. Um, but I think... I think I was going to have a hobby. I think I'd want to take up piano again. As, like, yeah. a regular thing. Or, like, some musical instrument. Because... I enjoyed playing music, but since it stopped being part of a structured environment, I haven't done it.
2: Really
0: yeah, decade. Same.
2: not
0: decade. Yeah, really I, decade. I try and, I,
1: <laughs> I try and pick up a good, guitar. Or at my last place, I had a keyboard that I would fiddle around with every now and then. But it's yeah, like you're saying, it's not the same without that. Like structure of like, alright, it's time to go to band class, we're gonna play our instruments everyone, and then like actually have someone giving you music that yeah. you're gonna play, and have it all like, figured out it, it definitely becomes harder
0: it doesn't help for me at least like wanting to pick up piano again that I learned to play the right hand, the treble clef but for whatever reason, bass clef I just kinda like I learned how in the like first few years and then after like two or three years just kind of went yeah i don't need that and stopped (laughs) learning to play coordinatedly and so the last like three years i played piano was the constant struggle of trying to coordinate the two hands as i was actively fighting against it
1: yeah that can be it can be a challenge to uh get both those hands in there when you with just the right hand is how i find a lot of people who say that they can play a little bit, that's about all they can do. And at this point, that's about where I'm at as well. Uh, Because that right hand typically has all the melody, so that's the fun bit to play. Yeah. So people are like, ah, I'll just just do this bit. And it's like, ah, look, I'm playing piano.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing piano is like a... a
1: Look, I'm doing it.
0: It's like a three-year-old saying, I'm playing chess to a chess master. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you... I've probably mentioned this before to you, but probably not on the podcast. Did you know that chess mastery is a measurable way of measuring mastery? Like, compared to all other skills? Like, it's the it's the strongest version they have?
2: Like, I don't know if I'm following.
0: Uh, so, like, if, in doing scientific studies on levels of... Uh, uh, what's the word I want? Competency? Yeah, competency, yeah. I think. And mastery... And how to measure mastery? Chess is the one of the strongest ways they have to measure that, and comparatively, and compare like mastery in a skill from master to layperson.
1: So I, I guess I'm stuck on how do you how do you compare that to other masteries? Is like, are you saying that like if you want to compare someone's mastery at Gano, you can be like, ha, huh, how good at chess are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: not quite that. I'm thinking more like measuring um the like the difference in what being a master in anything means general mastery of something um there was a study i re- i heard about where they measured a person's chess competency and compared it to a master but also compared children and found that the difference in knowledge and experience from like a 3 year old to an adult was the same gap as an average adult to a chess master.
1: Interesting. So, what you're really saying is if you compare us all to chess masters, we're three year olds.
0: Yes, and and they used that as, but it was the best way they had to measure expertise into something and to show how relatively little the average person knows compared to someone who's a, an expert or a master in that field. Okay. Because it's really hard to measure, <laughs> like, underwater basket weaving mastery, you know?
2: Well, maybe for you
1: it is.
0: Well, I'm not an underwater basket weaver, so... (laughs) There's your hobby.
1: There you go. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a new hobby.
0: (laughs) Our next segment...
1: I apologize to anybody listening if they hear me moving around. I'm currently unpacking boxes in my apartment.
0: We caught you on moving day.
1: What? I said we caught you
0: on moving day.
1: Indeed, but I needed the distraction, so is good.
0: Well, let's uh, talk about other distractions with Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy and distract yourself with. Uh, I'm going to start, because I have to plug something, technically. Uh, Friend and former uh, previous guest of the show, Andrew, has published his first game, Dice Knight Mystery of the Morai. It is on Steam, available for, uh, right now it's $10, ten dollars, but it's going up to eleven. It's the first week discount. Uh and I highly recommend it. A. Yeah. Uh one of the first key points is the soundtrack, which as far as I'm aware, he made himself. He he has played in bands. Oh, wow. And so as far as I'm aware, he made the music himself. And it's got That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think one of the coolest things about it is that the, the music changes real hard between uh, boss fight and non-boss fight. Um, mm-hmm. So as soon as you enter boss fight, it goes like, heavy, like almost metal, guitar, hardcore, fast, <laughs> just assaults your ears. Oh, nice. That's fun. Which is very much in line with the game itself. A 2D top-down bullet hell shooter. Uh, themed around uh, Dungeons & Dragons dice, uh, specifically, and those ideas. You are a knight of the uh, isodecahedron, yes, table? The 20-sided table. (laughs) Um, Each of your weapons is a different die number. D4, 6, 8, 10, 12. And... You can get d20s that you can sacrifice... Like, as you earn d20s, you can either exchange them in the market to get different dice, which are both currency and your ammunition. Or, you can trade in the d20s at the altar of the set Of RNGesus. To, and if you get 20s, if you roll a nat 20 at RNGesus' altar, you can spend the nat 20 to increase one of your skills. Otherwise, if you roll a nat 1 you get plus one to your luck and as like you increase your luck and certainty stats you your stats get it better and like it's one of those the game is very much a almost that old school of here's the tutorial on how you move around go explore um which i found that sense of exploration kind of fun of it's the discovery it's the i don't know how these things work and I'm lucky enough that I know the guy who made it, so I can message him and be like, "Hey, what's with the dice?" Because I've played for I've played for over three hours, um, and wasted all of my d20s.
2: Uh,
0: I rolled them at the altar, and every net twenty I got, I didn't know you could go. You had to go to the three pillars to select which stat to boost. Uh still so oh, so wasted them. I wasted them. Luckily they become luck points, so they like add on to your luck. But it was still so you, like
1: you lose out the nice thing, but you don't completely miss out.
0: Yeah. And it definitely made That's life nice. harder, because my stats weren't improving as I'm going into boss fights.
1: <laughs>
0: um but yeah. Uh for my non- non-quote-unquote sponsored recommendation, I, I have to recommend No Man's Sky.
1: Oh, yeah? I've been getting back into it.
0: I've gotten back into it, and the difference between when it first came out, like, what, 2016? Yep. Yeah, 2016. No, oh, really? Was it 2015?
1: 2015. Wow. I think so. I'm not positive, but I think so.
0: Well, the difference between then and now is astounding, because when, you, yep. when I first played the game... I played it when it first came out. There were worlds to explore, stuff to break, ship. Like, you could upgrade your ship and multi tool and go to new planets and visit the space station, which, like, was cool. But when you went to the space station, there was one room with, like, an alien maybe sitting in it. And there was a slot to go sell your stuff or, or buy other stuff. And there was a panel on the wall with a multi tool, and you could. Buy that multi-tool if you wanted to replace your old one, and there might be a ship or two in the hangar that you could buy to upgrade your ship, and that was it. Yeah. Fast forward to 2021, and the hangars, the the space stations are full of life, with aliens milling about. Uh, On planets, there are trade hubs you can go to that are going they're like pared down space stations, but they're still like aliens milling about and a place to sell your stuff and you can there's more potential for ships. Um the uh I've got I finally got my first like cruiser big trade ship. Um
2: that's new as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I got it because I saved it from pirates. Like I jumped into oh, system. Nice. I jumped into the system in the middle of a fight. And couldn't get away. And there were pirates around. I was like, I, right, well, I'm, de- I'm just gonna shoot, shoot these down. I'm not, I'm not messing around with this. Took out the pirates, and I was like, oh, speak to the captain about your reward. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Captain offered me this, this giant ship, and it already came with like one ship in the fleet that I could send on missions. And I checked. Oh, the- nice. Yeah, it was really nice, and I checked the guidebook, and I was like, oh, sometimes it may be offered at a discount if you save them from trouble. I was like, oh, so I got a really good deal on this.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty solid discount.
0: Um, And it was a B class out of, like, when normal, like, the lowest stuff is, like, C, I think.
1: Oh, nice, so it wasn't even, like, bottom tier.
0: Yeah. Um, there are quest lines, like there the originally the the when it first came out the story was get to the center of the universe and that was it and you mm-hmm. just kind of reset eternally now they actually have like storylines yeah. you can follow and uh cool. yeah so it's very engaging very fun um it's i'm currently not good at resource management <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
0: because anytime I'm, I'm never gathering enough fuel to keep me in fuel for a long time, I, like, gather fuel as I need it, which is... It's such a bad way to play, because... Yeah, you can find the necessary... Like, they never leave you stranded. hmm But... If you're on, like, a mostly water planet... You end up spending
1: a bunch of time just going for fuel. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and... Or, like, base building... I I need to revamp my base building because there's a, a base building, like, quest line as part of the current quest i where it's like, oh, this alien's gonna help me, but he wants me to recruit some people to support me before we go on with this, like, big mission. And so I did, but I've got this one room base, and it's starting to get a little crowded because I've already recruited two specialists, and I need to recruit a third, and I need a place for my generators, and I need a place for my... A uh, fuel refiner. and It's like I need to. I need to actually build a base and take the time to do that. And I haven't done that yet. And I keep trying to push forward on that. Um. But yeah, it's just it's improved so much. I, I cannot speak enough how it's improved. I'm trying to. I keep wanting to try and get an exo craft, which are like their planet side vehicles because they've got a max. They got Mac. I gotta get a Mac.
2: Yeah. That's...
0: The one thing that I don't know if I just haven't found it yet or it's not a thing is spaceship colors. I want to recolor my spaceship and I don't know if I can.
1: Yeah, you'd think you'd be able to do that.
0: Because you can recolor your exosuit or your uh, your spacesuit.
1: But you haven't found anything like for your spaceship specifically yet?
0: No. And I haven't googled it yet either because I'm trying to... I want to try and just, like, play it, you As know? As you were talking
1: about before, just kind of explore and find things. Yeah. or Organically.
0: Because, like, the... One of the things I organically discovered was I was on the space station and there were, like, these kind of balcony deck things. Where the traders were, and there were one on each side, and I thought I knew where everything was. But there was a doorway next to the trading uh to next to like this trading input, and I was like, I feel like I should be able to go through this. But I never got close enough to actually trigger the door. You have to get really close to the door before it opens. But it reveals an entire Uh. another room. Um And then the I think one of the other nice things is the player hub is there's like a player hub space station that you can call to you. So you don't have to, like, go and try and hunt it down.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and they've got special vendor They've got, like, a couple special vendors there where you can get stuff. And I'm not entirely caught up on how... Like, there's a contraband trader at, every- at the normal space stations, but I don't know how to get the credits to buy stuff from them exactly. And I don't know what the point of the contraband is.
1: Well, it's contraband.
0: Just steal it from them. Yeah, but I don't know what to do with
1: it. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I don't know if I need it for s- crafting. I don't know if it sells for more, but it's there and they're selling it. Well,
1: if it's there, you need it.
0: Basically. But yeah, I... Oh, and one more nice thing you can do with your uh, fleet, once you have like a capital ship or whatever, is you can send it out on, tra- on missions for you. So you set it on autopilot; it goes and does the stuff, and then comes back with the loot. That's cool. So yeah, No Man's Sky. If you if you knew about it back in 2015 and and heard about the bad start, and were like, ah, "I'm not doing that," I highly recommend you give it another look.
1: Yeah, I've given it a shot in the past. Just and they added on; uh, they actually added in the multiplayer that they promised.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the nice things they did with the multiplayer that they promised, I haven't tried it out yet, but they when you start the game it actually asks, do you want to play like adventure or multiplayer? And I think we'll automatically like, if you want to play with people, it's not a matter of like, oh, they're across the entire galaxy, I have to go find them. It's you start with your people.
1: But you have to like you have to like be friends with them, right? It's not just like random people. I think so, yeah.
0: Or it's, like, a setting that you can choose, like, random or okay. friend. Fun. Yeah. We should play sometime.
1: We should. I'd, I'd be down once I uh, have a desk to actually sit at. Well, I have a desk. I just don't have a chair.
0: <laughs> no boxes?
1: Uh, I mean, I have boxes. But still, still figuring that out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you have, uh, anything you'd like to recommend this week?
1: Uh, yeah. About the only thing I am going to be able to watch tonight is what I have downloaded on my iPad. And what the only thing I have downloaded on my iPad? Uh, six seasons of Red vs. Blue. Yes! So my recommendation is gonna be Red vs. Blue. I don't think I've recommended it before. I don't know that any of us have.
0: Yeah, we've been at this Um, for over a year, and none of us have recommended it, I don't think.
1: Yeah, Um, so for those who don't know, Red vs. Blue is a machinima, kind of the quintessential quintessential machinima. It wasn't the first, it was, uh, maybe it wasn't necessarily the best, but it was 100% the most popular. Um, and it definitely popularized the idea of machinima, and machinima is basically the use of like video games and other forms of media to um, use that to tell a story or make movies or uh, little spoofs and stuff like that. So, Red vs. Blue is made using Halo. It first came out uh, early, like two thousand two, two thousand three, I want to say. Like, um, right after Halo 1 came out, and it was first made using Halo 1. And it's just about, it starts off with just guys in a multiplayer map in Halo, um, and they pretend that they're uh, actually soldiers, um, a red side versus a blue side. And it's like, why the heck are we fighting for this stuff? It's like, this doesn't make sense. And then they're just like, I think it's worth noting idiots and incompetent.
0: I think it's also worth noting, as part of the setting, that the first se- the first initial story of it takes place in a box canyon in the middle of nowhere. That's the map. Yep. So there's nothing else around besides this red base and this blue base and these soldiers just hanging out.
1: Yeah, and they're like, "Well, why are we here? Because we're only here because of them, and they're only here because of us. And so that's how it starts. It gets way crazier um, because they first started off as just kind of a one-off thing. And then they kept going with it. And then they, the first five seasons, um, and there are seasons, the episodes were released online, so they vary from like 10 to 12 minutes often. So the first five seasons, the first one is like an hour long when you cut all the episodes together. I think uh, season five gets up to like two hours, two and a half hours. So it's like a good movie, basically. Uh, First five seasons are all kind of one-encompassing story called The Blood Gulch Chronicles. Blood Gulch is the name of the map that they take most of their time in. And then the next three are the Reclamation uh, Trilogy, um, and they kind of, that's where the story, there's like a bigger story that kind of starts expanding with those three. Um, and then there's like two more where they started getting really big and they actually started animating their own, still using like Halo characters and props and scenes, but they actually started making their own animation stuff. And then it really explodes from there and the story gets insane and crazy. I've fallen off in later years, but the first ten seasons for me are, like, Red vs. Blue in its prime.
0: It's, I think, something... Red vs. Blue, uh, having watched everything but, like, the last season that came out, I think. um, The later stuff is okay, if you want to, like, keep going with the characters. But I think... As good as good as the show is, I love it to death, um, it suffers from two things. The first being cancelitis, where shows don't know when they're going to end, so they kind of like, they go and then they hit that come. point, and they're like, oh, we're going still, okay, let's do this thing now. Um. And then the other thing is the starts as a comedy, ends as a drama. Yep, yep. Um, which is fine because you can you can use that comedic baseline to get people to care about the like enjoy and care about these characters, and then you move into the drama so that there is more emotional impact on the viewer. The problem Jeez. being you can only take that so far before you need to get back to the comedy and it struggles to get back yeah. to the comedy in the much later and- seasons.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you have to also recognize the fact that the comedic beginning, since it was a purely comedic beginning, you weren't thinking about a story, like, at all, so, like, there's a ton of, like, plot holes and retcon stuff, because, when it, I mean, when it started, it wasn't meant to be some overarching story and drama and stuff, it was just, like, a spoofy comedy thing, so when you start trying to add story to just random jokes you made there's some obvious troubles and difficulties (laughs) with that kind of stuff but overall i think they do a pretty solid job of it and it's very enjoyable i think the humor is hilarious um it's just it's just a good it's just a good show and honestly it's been a long time since i've just sat through and watched a lot of the stuff especially some of the early seasons so i'm not kind i'm not all that bummed that that's the only thing i have to uh (laughs) watch for the next two days
0: see and now i'm now i'm realizing like i don't remember the last time i watched the whole thing so now i gotta go back and watch it too
1: i believe they're all on amazon no, I bet they all got moved to HBO Max because the company that makes Red vs. Blue Rooster Teeth was bought out by uh, Fullscreen, which was bought out by AT&T, so they're all under that Warner Brothers and media entertainment umbrella. So I'm betting if they haven't already gotten moved, um, that's their direction that they're headed.
0: I'm trying to look it up and see if I can uh
1: some of the seasons got added to YouTube and then they pulled them but then it looks like they're slowly adding them back so I don't know
0: um let's see Uh, come on tell me where I can find it distributor Wikipedia is not telling me what I want to know how dare it
1: oh well look look on Amazon oh there you
0: go let's see originally released in different resolutions
1: Um, Yes. They had to go back and re-film everything in HD because, I mean, when it came out HD wasn't really a thing.
0: The latest information is from January 2020. Uh, On January 1st, 2020, seasons 1-13 through were removed from Netflix in virtually every region. It is still available to watch on the Rooster Teeth Animation YouTube channel, albeit in its original segmented episode format as opposed to the feature-length edit seen on the home distribution release.
1: Okay. So you can watch it all on YouTube, like the channel is like Red versus Blue, I believe, or RT Animation. It might have changed into Rooster Teeth Animation or something like that. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Red versus Blue. Um, it's a little crude at times, uh, but I think it's good.
0: Yeah. It, and it's got some great single lines. Like, yes. real quotable uh, stuff. I'm
1: sure, James and, I'm sure James and I have quoted lines on here before.
0: If it so wasn't last you, week, it was the week before you did timelines.
1: Yes, the timelines. Time does not run in lines. It runs in circles. That is like clocks are round. Though <laughs> my favorite one is when they're discussing a sword that they all think is a sword because in-game it is a sword, but in their story stuff, it turns out it's a uh, key, and they're all disappointed. And Caboose, the same guy that said the timelines thing, is like, well, maybe it's a key all the time. And when you stab any people, it unlocks their death. Which is just a great <laughs> line.
0: See, in here I went to, uh, I hope, may your, uh, what is it, uh, your toast has been burned and no amount of scraping shall remove the blackness.
1: <laughs> yes, also a good one.
0: It's like the Caboose, perfect- Oof.
1: Caboose just has some great lines all throughout the series.
2: <sighs>
0: um, yeah, we gotta we gotta get through this podcast because I'm gonna go watch that. Um, <laughs> our next segment, How to be a better buddy where we give some real and some humorous advice. With well, the first question being, and I'm asking this question, I chose this question because I think it's worth examining slightly to the side of it, but what are you having for breakfast today? With the further details, I'm currently eating sushi and drinking coffee. Calvin, with your Japanese experience, is that an acceptable breakfast?
1: Uh, for me, no. In Japan, maybe not specifically sushi, but fish, yes. Okay. Uh, I hate fish, but um, I stayed at a traditional Japanese inn with my parents when we were there, and our breakfast was uh, eel. It was Ooh. like fried eel. And that's like a delicacy for them. For me, not so much. So I do not eat breakfast, but, uh, no, yeah, fish. I, I, I honestly don't mind having non-traditional breakfast foods for breakfast. I think people can get a little weird about that. They're like, oh, you can't have like this for breakfast. And it's like, why not? It's, it's food. food. I mean, you eat food for breakfast. What, do, like, what does it matter if it's a non-standard breakfast food?
0: I, I admit I'm, like, half one of those weirdos, where, like, I don't really care that much, but I I am gonna be, like, if you say, like, oh, yeah, I made a pizza for breakfast, I'm gonna be like, was it a breakfast pizza? Breakfast and if pizza. You, well, if you say no, it was a normal pizza, I'm gonna look you dead in the eye and say, why did you cook a pizza for breakfast? Like because cold pizza makes sense to me cold pizza is the leftover you eat it because it's there and you just eat something to get your day started cooking a pizza on purpose to eat for breakfast just seems like a lot of work for breakfast to me even though I would gladly make pancakes you know what I mean like I, I'm not saying it makes sense it's definitely a dumb logic but like yeah I don't know something about like the di- the two my brain says this one's okay that one's silly and I don't normally eat breakfast anyways. Like, I just don't.
1: Yeah, I, I've been – I used to, like, always eat, like, cereal for breakfast, uh, way too much cereal. <laughs> um, and I've tried to cut down on that. So I've started eating um, – honestly, I've, what I've been doing lately is I've just been scrambling two eggs for breakfast and just doing that real quick. Uh, that's been pretty nice. And just that, and then my morning tea. But if I'm feeling, if it's, like, a non-work day, I don't have to, like, be anywhere in a rush. A nice, big breakfast is just, it's just the best.
0: Yeah. See, and I, for a while, I used to, uh, I'd have an apple for breakfast. Um, particularly when I was, uh, there was, like, one summer I was working on campus, and... For, I wanted to make sure I had, like, something in my stomach because I was starting my day, like, pretty early and it was, like, a work, like, a more hands-on physical thing so I didn't want to go in completely empty. So i just have an apple. And an apple and some water would get me through to lunch. There you go. But, yeah, on the weekends, though, like you were saying about, like, if you've got the time and nothing happening, make a breakfast. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. Make a uh make a breakfast sandwich, get like a some toast or an English muffin, fry an egg.
1: Breakfast is definitely one of the best meals of the day. Like I will eat breakfast food. Like when I go to like a diner or whatever, no matter what time of day it is, I'm getting breakfast food. Like getting whatever they have. Because that is just like always always good.
0: Oh yeah. If if you're at a diner and they don't do breakfast food good, you're not at a diner. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. Our next question. To the guys who prefer to lift up a leg of their shorts to pee instead of dropping the top. Why? With the further details, seriously, I've been seeing guys do that at urinals all the time lately, and I don't get it.
1: Uh, what?
0: Yeah, that's what I said.
1: They do what?
0: Apparently. Instead of... how like operating their clothing like a normal human being particularly if they're wearing shorts they lift up the pant leg the short leg
1: I, I don't even it just doesn't seem like it would be easy or honestly doable
0: yeah no um, so my advice on this is don't yeah that's what the fly is for seriously they invented it okay. specifically for
2: that.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, no, it's to get your pants on because eh. female shorts and pants have them too. Uh, Minor detail. <laughs> but, but that doesn't really a valid point. So a uh, little bit of grossness, not really, but like, so question then, because I've heard this debate on other podcasts and stuff. When you go to the bathroom, do you uh, unbutton and then z- unzip, and then pull down your underwear? Is that... Because g- uh, I heard a discussion where everyone was, like, incredulous that this guy would go through the fly. And that's insane to me that you wouldn't.
0: Uh, so it, uh, what, it almost sounds like it's two questions. Uh, first being, like, do you unbutton or not? Which, if you had a urinal, no. It's, again, the purpose yeah. of the fly. Yes, But it also sounds like if they were, like, going to use the stall, do they, it it sounds like a question of, do they unbutton and then unzip, or unzip and then unbutton? Which, you unbutton first Uh, because it's the top.
1: Yeah. No, I guess the question was, if you're at a urinal, do you unbutton? And I say no, because then you just don't unbutton, and if you're wearing a belt, you don't have to undo your belt, and then you don't have to untuck your shirt, if, like... Because typically, uh, like, if I'm at work and I have a collared shirt on, you don't have to untill, like, your shirt. Yeah. And I was listening to the podcast and I was like, y'all are crazy. Like, they were, in, they thought it was insane that someone would go through the fly. Nah, they're
0: the crazy ones. We're Our podcast is what? right, theirs is wrong. What podcast was this?
1: Uh, the RC podcast.
0: Yeah, well, what do they know? They're Texan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe... It's an "everything's bigger in Texas" thing. Their pants are too big.
1: Oh well. <laughs> I thought you were implying something else there.
0: Uh, I no like, comment. That's not a good
1: thing for you to imply. That's not a good <laughs> thing for you to imply because that makes it bad for us.
0: Uh. So yeah. Uh, guys, don't 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 be dumb or silly. I guess don't be silly.
1: Don't be stupid. Stupid.
0: Let's just—we all know the sacred urinal rule: one urinal in between every person. We don't need to get tons uh, unless
1: of... unless it's full. Unless it's full.
0: Fair, but even even with that, like that's the exception of the rule, and we don't need to get other permutations in there of etiquette. Like, don't complicate this. Our next question. Well, oh, this is a good one for you right now, Calvin. What important things oh, yeah. should a man get for his first home?
2: No, no, now, yeah. it's not
0: your first home, and it's not your first apartment, even. But I still think it's a good question for you right now. What What do you think <laughs> they uh, think a man should get for his uh for his dwelling?
1: Uh, now I'm trying to think. When I got my first apartment, my mom gave me a gift basket with this like traditional saying. It was like it was like bread um and it it was like a basket and it had a wine bottle a loaf of french bread and then um i had like one more thing i think it was honestly i think it was salt i think it was salt and then she gave me a note and the note said like um uh may you have bread so that uh this uh, so the home never goes like those who never know hunger it was like wine so that you may have good times to share, and salt so that you may taste the flavor of life, or something like that. Aww. And it was it's kind of cheesy, and very much a mom thing to do, but it was actually really nice, and I actually really enjoyed it, because at the end of the day, I had a loaf of bread and a bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good kind of cheesy, that's like, oh, there's a... yeah. It's similar to like there's there's an Irish poem hymn thing I don't know but basically he's saying like, "May the wind be always at your back" is one of the phrases in it, but it's just like, oh, "Let's have let's hope for good times" and like I think, this is the same thing of like, good vibes to start your living place. So I think that's that's really cool. I'm gonna say a toolbox.
1: Also very important.
0: Uh yeah, not not you don't have to get complicated. You don't need one of those like twelve drawer, uh multi like huge tool chests but like yeah a hammer phillips a flathead maybe a drill screwdriver yeah, maybe drill. yeah
1: unless unless you're getting a full house if you're getting a full house then you need a bigger toolbox if you're just getting like an apartment yeah hammer drill some screwdrivers maybe of different sizes maybe a socket wrench level tape Measuring measure, tape done. yep
2: yep yep yep
0: roll of duct tape yep um anything else that's important first home um router
1: <laughs> yeah internet
2: uh, nowadays
1: that. also i think i was looking through my stuff and i'm not sure i have my uh Wi-Fi router, so that's gonna be on my list of things to get.
0: (laughs) Um, I think I think one more thing you should get, and I don't know if it's like a if for every place as you like change places you live or like just the first place or something, but some sort of poster or something you can hang on the wall or put out right away. Something like you show up and maybe even before you're like unpacked you put this thing up or set this thing out so that the place is now yours.
1: No, I feel that because right now I'm staring at a bunch of empty walls. And if anything, if nothing else, it's very echoey in here because of it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think just something that as soon as you walk in the door, this is you have claimed this place. You've you marked the boundaries. Let's see what's next. Uh, oh, Men of Reddit, what is a deal-breaker in a friendship of the same sex? Uh, With the further details, if one of your buddies was being toxic, narcissistic, or just an A-H to your S-O, would you want to know, would you distance yourself? I mean,
1: yeah, if they're being toxic and a jerk, then I don't know that it matters who they're being toxic and a jerk to.
0: Yeah. Oof. I think... I don't know if I have any necessarily, like off the top of my head deal breakers of like oh if they do this thing it's immediately over like maybe murder <laughs> maybe
1: uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that's but, a good one <laughs> and,
0: i'll be honest and it, depending not on who, that depending on who it was they <laughs> murdered i might even like i might not forgive them and i definitely make sure that they saw justice but i'd also probably want to try and help them you know, like, yeah, I'm not gonna let them drag me down. But if there's something I can do to try and get them the help they need, I, I probably should. Yeah, unless I'm the one murdered, in which case it's kind of a moot point. Also true. Uh, but yeah, and the like, the being an ah to your so thing. That's a. That's a, I I I don't even want to like. That's a tricky one. Because depending on the situation, they may be just trying to tell you a hard truth and c- get you to see reality, and you don't want to see it, and you will reclassify their behavior in your head as they're being a jerk. When and then afterwards, you're like, "Oh, dang, they were right."
1: So, like, maybe don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, that's a hard one, though. I think you have to definitely. Take a look at it because I don't. I feel like if they're trying to tell you a hard truth, then they should just tell you a hard truth and not be kind of passive aggressive and be just aggressive towards someone else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the further details answered it pretty answered their own question of if they're being toxic's getting a little overused as a word. I'm 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 a little cautious on that one, but narcissistic to the point of detrimental and A.H. to anybody to the point of significant detriment to the well-being of others in a non-friendly manner. Uh, Yeah, those are good enough reasons to cut that tie. Yes. Uh, Here's a nice simple one to to go off of that. Uh, Where do you go to buy nice, plain-fitted t-shirts?
1: What does fitted exactly mean? It just means, does it mean just, like, the right size?
0: Um, I think fitted is generally a tighter cut of shirt. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is Walmart. Yeah? Plain black t-shirts for, like, two bucks a piece or something.
1: Yeah, and then if, if something happens to them, it's no big deal. It's just two bucks, and you can go buy, like, 20 of them.
0: And as someone who's used them, I can gar- i can verify that they'll last you uh, three to f- uh, two to three years, maybe three to four. Because that's how long that's mine have lasted. Tough. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. Go to the Gap, I guess.
1: Yeah. Close. Amazon.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to remember, because there was one time where I wanted to buy plain t-shirts, and I found a, like, online plain t-shirt dealer, but their measurements, (laughs) they had large, small XL, like all the usuals, whatever, but then they also had like, inch measurements so that you could go like, you could take your own measurements, and then look at their chart and be like, oh I'm in this range, I should buy this t-shirt, because like I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know I have where I've bought, like... A, and this is one of those things women complain about all the time, sizes being... Like, the clothing itself be the same size and listed as different numbers. Yeah. So I just thought that was really nice of them to be like, hey, here's the inches measurement on how wide your shoulders are and what size that means. Our last question this week is, I think, appropriate... Considering how, clo- how we're in the middle of summer, summer means barbecues, and uh, we're only a couple weeks away from the 4th of July, where many people barbecue all the time, how many guys click their tongs before they start to barbecue? With the further details, I am not the only one, right?
1: Well, uh, thats I don't know that that's a question. That's what you do. You gotta test them out and make sure they're working.
0: Yeah. You
1: gotta... How many that's clicks? good. That's just common sense. How many clicks do you click? Two. Click, click.
0: Oh my god, it is two. I was half joking, but now that I think about it... No, it is two! It's
1: two! You go click, click. Ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: It's also just fun to hear that ting sound.
1: (laughs) And then you use it to gesture and you click at people.
0: (laughs) Part of my reasoning behind it is it's still a holdover from when I was a little kid, and... being a robot.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, like, because robots never have normal hands. They have grabby claws, so you, the tongs are your grabby claws. Yeah. All right. We've helped some people. All right, well,
1: yeah, and I have one thing I want to leave us on. I have a fortune cookie from dinner I haven't opened. Ooh. Now I open it and see what it says. Please do. All right, I hate it. It just says the Star of Riches is shining upon you.
0: I think this bodes well for your new abode. I don't know. You are rich in friendship. Better. You are rich in friendship, and the star is shining upon you. And uh, maybe it's going to not shine upon you soon because it's currently sucking up all your riches. And once it stops shining on you because it's the Star of Riches, you'll get those riches back.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it's going to leave me and then my life will suck. And I was like, well, that's depressing.
0: No, no, it's stealing all your riches. It's the star of riches. It wants it all.
2: How dare
1: it. Swiper, no swiping.
0: And uh, in a fortnight, it'll have left you and you will be uh, stupidly wealthy. Go buy a lotto ticket. (laughs) Alright. Calvin, thanks for joining uh, in your new abode uh, and your new dwelling, and I I hope it settles in quicker rather than later. Thank you to the band Problem Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify, Better Buddies. You can also find us on Facebook, Better Buddies, where we have Meme Mondays, and I'm trying to get back to posting our icebreaker of the week on... During the week, we'll, I'll have to make sure I stick with it. We also have our Twitter account, at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet. And Gmail, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. Send us your fan art, your hate art, your fan mail, your hate mail, your declarations of love and or war. Icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on. Or to just say that you're, uh, you are you miss the fact that we ignore James this week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: reach out to all of us please share this show on social media if you don't share it we don't have listeners if we don't have listeners uh, our egos take a hit and we don't want that so don't make it's your fault don't make us do that <laughs> and last but not least be a better buddy
1: No, you'll have to come down, though. Help me make it feel better in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. You need a poster. That's what you need.
1: I have a poster and picture, but... Uh... That's weird. Uh,
0: I don't think your wife are not counts. here, because...
1: I... So I, have... <laughs> I have to get... I think I need her. I need her strength.
2: Bless me, waifu, for you are strong.